Welcome to the Boss Life with Bond podcast, hosted by yours truly, Siobhan Bonnie Patterson. From struggling single mom working as a server to successful entrepreneur, master at manifestation, and your mindset mentor, I'm here to help you master your mindset, let go of limiting beliefs that have you settling for less, and help you step out of your comfort zone and into your highest, most evolved, and abundant version of yourself. Each episode is your personal dose of mindset and manifestation training to help you create a life where you're the boss. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am coming to you, well, not necessarily live, but this recording is happening in my car on a Sunday morning after I went for a nice car wash and car vacuum and I'm sharing this with you because for me this is an embodiment practice and for those of you that grew up relatively comfortable maybe not even luxurious but just comfortable you know not necessarily struggling um, things like this seem like an everyday thing but for someone like me with the relationship with money that I grew up with and with my understanding of who I am in the world things like that were seen as a luxury or a splurge. I know, I know. And it's not, has nothing to do with necessarily socioeconomic status necessarily, more just um, with how my family functioned and viewed things. But anywho, I wanted to drop that note in there because embodiment is such an important part of you transforming your belief system, deconditioning uh, everything that you have been programmed to understand, receive, function, and just exist in the version of you that you once were and help you step into the new you, the new evolved you, the deconditioned and reconditioned you that now understands that they are worthy and that they are deserving and that things like this are your new normal. And if you are in that stage in that process. This is who this podcast is for, not just this episode, but anyone who is rewriting their story, starting over, pivoting, whatever you want to call it. That's who this podcast is for. That's who the boss life is for. It's not necessarily about do you walk around, you know, slanging your junk on the table with big dick energy. That That's not what boss life means to me. Boss life means you are taking ownership over your life. You're taking ownership over your traumas and your healing. You're taking ownership over your flaws and you are fixing them or embracing them. Uh, whichever one, you know, you know that you need some flaws we do need to fix and some flaws we simply need to embrace as our imperfect masterpiece that makes us uniquely you. But that's who this episode is for. That's who this series is for. And today I felt compelled to hop on here because I was listening to one of my favorite artists. I don't listen to them so much anymore. There's nothing wrong with their music. I'm just not really in that um, Christian space, I guess you would say. Still a believer, just not really into the traditional way of functioning, right? Or interacting with God. Anywho, they're an amazing talented group of rappers from the Miami area they're called social club and I just freaking love their music I remember when I used to do hip-hop dances with the church with the youth 
we used their songs multiple times for our dances. They have amazing beats. They're from Miami. Come on now. And I think they are Hispanic and Italian. Either way, they are so my vibe. Like, I'm like, those are my people. I grew up watching Goodfellas and Casino and all those mob movies, A Bronx Tale. So I always secretly, like, wanted to marry an Italian man. And then you're from Miami. So now you got the Latin culture You're with a little bit of hood and urban. You grew Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, they are perfect. I love their vibe. I love their energy. Like, you know, it, it's me. So I can still vibe with them. However, um, it's just not on my day-to-day playlist anymore. But today it popped up, one of their songs. And I think it was called, it's called Glow in the Dark featuring Gavi. And Glow in the Dark goes hard. So if you haven't listened to that song, go give them some streams. One of the reasons why I love them too is because they were underground artists and then they got mainstream and um, they definitely still kept their sound and they worked really hard. They, They put out some really good EPs and lots of good music before they were ever signed. Um, and if you are familiar with the Christian rap scene, um, you're probably familiar with 116, stands for Romans 116, for we're unashamed of the gospel. That's kind of, they're really connected with that group of people, 116, or at least they were when I listened to them. And that includes Lecrae, which most people know by now, Lecrae and Andy Minio coming in hot. Um, they have way better songs than that, by the way. Um, Tadashi, uh, Tripoli, all really amazing Uh, Christian artists, Christian rap artists. And I know there's so many more. Those were just like the, the top ones, the, the, the most popular ones when I was into their music. Anywho, to the song that prompted this podcast. Okay. Glow in the dark. The first line he begins with, I'm a screw up, um, something, something, something. And he's like, I have nothing good in me. It's the music. And then something, something about, I got all these kids with me, why they choose us. And when I used to hear those words, like many believers, we we are just like, oh my gosh, what amazing humble men of God. They have nothing good in them without God. And that is the Christian doctrine that we are nothing without Christ. And so I'm not here to dispel uh, that. You know, I'm definitely still a believer, definitely still understanding that when I am functioning with divine source energy, and that's how I choose to relate to and call God for various reasons. You can go back and listen to some of my other episodes where I expound upon that. Um, One in particular would be spiritual awakening. And then another one would be, I think it's called entrepreneurship, black girl magic. That's a open discussion with me and a fellow friend of mine, fellow coach Marquia Robinson, talking about our upbringing as black women, as Christian black women who are also bisexual and just all of the turmoil that we, um, internal turmoil, obviously, that we experience because it's definitely not as rough as some of our friends who are strictly gay men or strictly gay women and how much of a uh, conflict there was within there because at least with me, you know, at least with us being bisexual, we can just date men and not really think about the other ones. So anywho, Christian doctrine says that we are nothing without God. We are nothing without Christ. Um, We are nothing. He is everything in us. And what jumped out to me immediately was, wow, no wonder Christians like myself, I'm not going to say all Christians because some of them don't believe that they are messed up, but Christians like myself, no wonder we were so messed up. Not that there's anything wrong with understanding, accepting, believing, and moving in your spiritual or innate gifts that you were born with, that were placed in you. That's not the problem. That is not the problem. I am so happy that I'm divinely guided. I am so happy that God gives me wisdom. I am so happy that God has given me a voice and a natural knack for speaking. I, I, what? Like, I'm so grateful. But 
now we need to go a little bit deeper than that. And that is one of my biggest vices with the church is that even though we can go deep, if you will, I'm doing bunny ear quotes. We can go deep in scripture. We can go deep in interpretations. We can go deep in the meanings of this and exegesis and all hermeneutics. We can go deep. But for whatever reason, we don't go deep into the psychological ramifications of the messages that we have been spewing for centuries. If you're not familiar with neuro-linguistic programming, it is one of the pillars, one of the, the, the foundations of how I coach and why I coach. And I'm not even fully certified in it, but I do see and understand the benefits and the connection between neural pathways that are formed by the language that you speak out loud and that you speak in your head. If you understand how neural pathways work, how they're formed, it, then, then you get it. But if you don't, I'm going to break it down for you real quick. Neural pathways are like highways and they are like dirt roads. When you continue to go down the same belief system, thought system, um, emotional response in your nervous system, when you think of certain thoughts, actions, triggers, behaviors, example, if when you talk about money, um, you get stressed out because when you were a kid, when your parents talked about money, they were stressed out. And so that stress was transferred to you and it happened on a habitual basis or a impactful enough um coincidence occurred, right? An intense enough incidents occurred that you were scarred for life. You've now created a neural pathway to be nervous or anxious when you talk about money. That is a neural pathway and it is a piece of your neuro-linguistic programming. And when you try to do things out of your comfort zone with money, like investing in yourself, splurging, planning vacations, buying a new car, uh, doing things that are outside of the ordinary for you, guess what? You are automatically triggered and you go back to that version of you who gets nervous and tense when it's time to deal with money or large amounts. I will give you an example. One of my mentors uh, referred me to a, a business consultant of his, told them that I was a certain amount of money that I don't charge just yet or at the time I didn't charge and the very thought of him telling someone that I charge that much per month sent me into like an existential crisis my nervous system tensed up I got embarrassed I got scared I started to have feelings of failure I started to have feelings of lack of self-worth confusion doubt why because growing up, we did not talk confidently about money. Growing up, we did not do things like that. Money was, it was always a big deal. I remember doing Pop Warner cheerleading and it's like $200 for the entire year back then. And that was a big deal. That was a big investment. That was scary. Uh, just my family's relationship with money. Uh, we weren't dead broke by any means, but we definitely had a broke scarcity fixed mindsets with money and 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 we didn't do things like family vacations I can remember one to Universal and I grew up here in Orlando I think I remember one to St. Augustine and it was a business trip I think my mom's company took us on that trip and that's not to put my family down in any way but it's just not how we functioned I remember getting bags of clothes from the Salvation Army almost every week from my dad and then again I know thrifting is cool now but you know as a kid it's not necessarily cool to get you know hand-me-downs that weren't even from your family but that were from the thrift store I mean I guess they both <laughs> we're not going to compare here I'm just giving you examples of our relationship with money um, I do remember going to bed hungry. I do remember eating the same things over and over again. So you understand how when faced, even though I've done all this work on myself, even though I've built this business and even though I'm thriving and I'm manifesting, there is still some strong lingu neuro-linguistic programming 
right? There are still some, some serious neural pathways that are conditioned to become nervous when it comes to dealing with large amounts of money. So I hope that I have laid the foundation for what I'm about to say now in regards to the Christian doctrine and this song. Having it programmed in you that you are nothing without God. Understand this. Your subconscious mind is like that of a child, a seven-year-old to be exact. And with your, think of a child when you tell them, don't touch that. It's almost like all they heard was touch that. (laughs) Or you were bad because blah, blah, blah. They don't hear the because, they don't hear the context. They just hear I was bad. And so your subconscious mind, if you're hearing over and over again, I am nothing without Christ. I am nothing without Christ. I am nothing without Christ. Guess what? You start to hear, I am nothing. I am nothing. I am nothing. Now, there are some people who, depending on everybody's upbringing is different. You know, like I always heard that I was going to be something. So no matter how life rough got, I always went back to, I was going to be something whether it was from teachers in elementary school that saw something in me. Uh, There were plenty that didn't and told me otherwise. But I will say that there was some very impactful teachers, again, impactful, impactful, intense, neural pathway, highway. I heard it uh, more than once and it was impactful because of who it came from that I would be something. So that was programmed deep into my subconscious. However, when I became a believer, it was there was a lot of, you know, we, we are sinned. We are born into sin. We are, we are shameful. And then you hear stuff like there's nothing good in me. And so I suffered from a lot of guilt and a lot of shame in my, Christ, in my stint as a born-again believer um, on fire for Jesus person. Like I knew that I was great. I knew that I was destined for, for, you know, greatness again, like I just said. But also now there's this new neural pathway being formed that says I'm nothing and that I'm dirty. And yes, I'm only saved by the blood of Christ. I'm only saved by the blood of Christ. And again, this is not the worst doctrine that there could be. It's saying put your faith in this man and in God because you are saved because of him. But then there's also the part where I am nothing. And again, I know that that's hard to hear, but imagine what that does to someone's subconscious hearing over and over again that you are nothing, that you are nothing, you are nothing, you are nothing apart from him. So then when you hear things like sin separates you from God and you know that you are born into sin because that's the doctrine. Every every human is born into sin. We're going to sin no matter what. So I'm going to sin no matter what. I am born into sin, but sin separates me from God, but I am nothing without God, but I will always be a sinner. I want, yeah, I I just needed for me to digest that because that is what my subconscious heard. It didn't hear all the beautiful details about how, you know, your blood is covered in him and all of these other things. No, because we emphasize the I am nothing and the sin part. We emphasize the sin. We emphasize the, the, we, we emphasize a lot of things. And when a song starts off with, I have nothing good in me, what do you mean? If God is within you, then that means you have a lot of good in you. That means that everything that you have, whether you're a sinner or not, you have good things in you. You have a heart. You want to help people. You have a gift. You have a talent. You're brave enough to pursue your calling as an artist. And there's, what happens with this? I believe the term is cognitive dissonance. There is a cognitive dissonance between I'm great, but there's nothing good in me. God has called me. There's nothing good in me. I am separated from God by my sin, but, but there's nothing good in me. 
but but I'm I'm nothing apart from him. I'm separated from him, but yet I'm nothing without him. So now you're like trying to to not be separated from God with your sin. So now you're trying to be perfect. And every time that you're not perfect, you're reminded, oh my gosh, my sin separates me from God. And, and if I'm nothing without him, then oh my gosh, and I'll never be able to stop sinning. So that means that I'm nothing. And again, this may not be the phenomenon for everyone, but for many of my friends uh, that I'm close to and that have left the church, that is that is what we experienced, a big confusion. Now, I think that the reason why it hit us like this is, I, I would like to say, you know, because I, I can't even say that. I was going to say maybe it's because we didn't grow up in the church from like a young age, but most of us that have left, yeah, we did. We did grow up like that. So I'm not really sure what it is that made us kind of wake up and realize like, yo, this ain't right. Like, this doesn't feel good. I will tell you the common denominator between us all is that we're all a little queer. We're either bi, gay, or, you know, minority. And a lot of people who have found their identity, a lot of my friends that have stayed and are refusing to acknowledge that, hey, there's a whole nother level of human existence that goes deeper than Christianity, there's, you know, they're just now opening up to therapy. I remember when we were younger, it was like, no, just go see a Christian counselor. And it's like, no, the psychology of the human mind is much more complex. The Bible doesn't really touch on the, the, the intricacies of the human mind. It talks about matters of the heart and it talks about behavior, behavior and matters of the heart. So that's like the soul, um, the soul. The Bible is definitely a great book about wisdom and soul, but when it comes to the intricacies of the mind, when it comes to psychology, those are real matters that need to be discussed and addressed. And when we just blanket them with with these ideologies, like you don't need anything but the Bible. So now you're teaching people that there is no wisdom apart from the Bible. And that in itself is extremely toxic. God has created source, divine source, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has so many different versions of the manifestation of themselves. So let me let me try to explain that in a way that makes sense. God manifested themselves as Jesus, as an Asian person, as a female, as a male, as a black, as a white, as a Hispanic, all these different manifestations and 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 incarnations, if you will, of themselves. And I'm saying themselves because God is not a man or a woman. And I'm trying to decondition myself from saying him, him, him. When we say that God is not like us, but yet we say he is the father. Do you see again, more cognitive dissonance? Is God like us or is God a man? We use the term God, the father, but you know, God is not a man. So there's so many complexities that aren't addressed. And we're supposed to just be like, well, that's what the Bible said. Well, that's what the pastor said. We just eat it up. All the while, again, those of us and those of my friends that are still there that are refusing to open their eyes or even want to entertain anything other than what the Bible and what the pastor says, it's because their identity is found in this. Now that gets a little bit deeper. Now we're talking about ego because the ego is always trying to find its purpose, trying to find its sense of self and attaches it to things like my, 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 my identity, my church, my faith, my religion. And that's why they get so worked up about politics. That's why anybody gets so worked up about politics and religion because it is a piece of their identity. And so for them to admit, accept, explore, discuss, or even entertain the idea that their identity may be built on a flawed or at the very least, I don't even want to sound like a blasphemer, but partial truth in that, again, God has revealed himself in so many different ways. The Bible is just one of them. 
And that right there is blasphemy on so many levels to believers worldwide. But it doesn't make sense, though, because if the Bible is the only way that God revealed himself, well, what about science? Creative design is the belief that whether you want to believe in the Bible, Christian, God or not, you, the universe and everything in it was 100% intentional and creatively made. When you look at the intricacies, I love that word today, of the human body, you can see like this was not an accident. Like there are so many things that were intentional. We're like cars. Cars weren't just a big bang theory that boom, okay, now it's got a motor, it's got an engine, it's got a, you know, all those other things that cars have, an alternator, uh, you know, shock absorbers, uh, what do you call it? Suspension, all these things. Oh, it just magically happened. No, someone designed that and every piece of it works together. And just the same, your humanness was strategically created. So I'm using this as an example now because for us to say and believe that the Bible is the only way that God communicated. First of all, I went to Bible college and they make it very clear there for future pastors that the Bible is one way that God revealed himself to humans. There's all kinds of ways, the way, you know, um, you can say synchronicity is things in the universe, things that you see in your day-to-day life, speaking through people, dreams, signs, visions, hello, and science, which brings it full circle now. You can look at science and see that this was this was a, a master plan. People are healed every day through technological advances because of science and because of the human mind and all kinds of things that the Bible does not talk about. So I need everyone who has a strict biblical leaning to understand, embrace, and accept that. Because then once you do, now you're open to new levels of connecting with God that aren't in a box like you have been taught. And I want to come full circle with this to say that this was not supposed to be an episode bashing religion. No, I see it now for what it is. When I used to hear people say it was a means to control, I would get so mad. No, they don't want to control us, but I get it now. I get it. It is a way to keep people from killing and murdering each other, breaking up homes, cheating on your wife or husband. And, and breaking up a happy home and traumatizing children, getting STDs, having too many children out of wedlock and not even the wedlock part, but just not having the means to support them. They were meant to control, but not in the negative way that people tried to paint it. And, and I'm sure there were because that's what humans do. We're not going to get into that. I know the Crusades is pretty gross and uh, the Catholic Church, that's the world is, uh, I, oh Lord, that's a whole other episode. And so while some people may use religion to control for selfish and vain ulterior motives, it is a beautiful system in trying to show people how to live as good humans, how to put others first. All of that added jealousy and and judgment and racism and bigotry and homophobia, that was added extras because humans are, we're humans. But I just wanted to have a place to really expound upon some of my beliefs and hearing the lyrics of that song I have nothing good in me really made me to sit here and ponder how much of an effect the biblical doctrine had on my cognitive dissonance my confusion with my identity and ultimately my confusion with my purpose and who it is that God created me to be on this earth and so if you have been dealing with any of the if any of this resonates with you Oh gosh, send me a message on Messenger on Facebook or on Instagram. I'd love to hear, you know, some of your stories or even share them on the podcast or make a post about it because this is a real thing and I feel like we're going through a a a, a series of a spiritual awakening. 
worldwide. We've had plenty of spiritual awakenings over the history of human existence. And I feel like we're going through another one where people are realizing, yo, at least for me, I think what really hit me was that God is a God of love, but yet I'm sending all of these people to hell that didn't learn about Christ Jesus, but they never had a chance to. So I just, that, that, that was a big gap. And then from there, my brain just started to really understand that, hey, God spoke to people through the sun, through the ocean, through the moon, through the colors of the wind. And God spoke to some people through Christ Jesus. God spoke to some people through, you know, Gandhi and all of these spiritual leaders. And God will continue to speak to people and whatever means they need to, whatever means that they will be able to understand and comprehend. And so I, my, my encouragement to you, my advice to you is to continue to seek God on whatever level resonates with you because God created you uniquely and differently and loves the crap out of you and loves you so much that they've provided multiple avenues and it's up to you to choose one. And I think that's that's the biggest message. That's the biggest takeaway is that I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, because I don't go to church or because I don't meditate or because I don't do this. There's so many different ways to connect with your creator, but know that there is something good in you. There is everything good in you. And when you are connected to your creator, when you are connected to divine wisdom, divine source energy, you'll understand what a powerful being you are, that you are powerful beyond measure and that you don't need to sit in your shame and your guilt because those are the lowest vibrations ever. And I refuse to believe that that is the way that we were meant to function. And as I close up, I do want to just acknowledge there are plenty of worship songs and plenty of moments in my Christianity where we heard songs like there's no guilt there's no shame there's no condemnation we sing it all the time but yet the way that humans function again the cognitive dissonance the way that we treat people there is plenty of shame if you come to church dressed a certain way or if you're not heterosexual there is a certain amount of shame when you come to church not dressed like everyone else there's a certain amount of shame when you don't know the bible i remember being put on blast as a kid when we were visiting family in birmingham alabama and instead of just saying grace you have to say a bible verse and i didn't grow up knowing the bible and i felt so ashamed that i didn't that's not what god intended for us and i think that that's the main point that i wanted to come across today is that on behalf of god on behalf of our creator, I just want you to know that there's a lot of confusion because humans, we're, we're humans. Find your way to connect with God. Don't let anyone shame you or condemn you or tell you that you're not good enough or that you are nothing. You are everything to God. You are everything. And they are waiting for you to connect with them again, waiting for you to put aside the shame, waiting for you to put aside the rules, the dogma, and anything that has separated you from them. I love you guys. And I hope that this message doesn't fall on deaf ears. I hope that it opens up your heart and mind to receive more from God and to step into the boss that you were created to be. You have everything that you could possibly need within you. That means that you do have good within you. It's just up to you to open up your heart and accept that, step into it and start functioning as someone who has the power that created universes, living, breathing, thriving and oozing out of them. So once again, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you got value from today's podcast, do me a favor and screenshot it. 
post me in your stories and tag me at Coach Bonds. We love the support. We love to hear that this podcast is doing what it was intended to do, help change lives, help you on your personal development and self-growth journey and step into the fullest version of who you are. If you are interested in any of my personal development courses where I do go into the intricacies, again, that's the word of the day, where we go into the dynamics of the human mind, your issues with self-love, your issues with um, believing your worth and being able to manifest the life of your dreams or really just stepping into your passion, you can click the link in my bio on Instagram and it will take you to my webpage that has all of the courses that are available for you. And if you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram and myself or a team member will reach out to you and we can discover the best way to help you step into the boss version of you, your highest self. I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Till next time.